Hey, it's Jay, one of your DMs. Before this episode starts, I just want to give a huge shout out to someone in the tabletop role-playing game community who has made one of the coolest supplementary mechanics for 5th edition D&D. Sarah Thompson, aka Mustang's Art on Twitter, all one word, has created what's called the Combat Wheelchair, and as of August 28th, 2021, they've released version 3 for free. The PDF even includes some pre-made NPCs, short stories, subclasses, and more. We were so excited to try it out, and one of our NPCs in this episode actually uses the mechanics found in the Combat Wheelchair document. Please go check it out, follow Sarah at Mustang's Art on Twitter, check out their Patreon, coffee, and everything they've done. And of course, the Combat Wheelchair, its upgrades, subclasses, and all related content is property and copyright of Sarah Thompson, aka Mustang's Art. Please check them out. There are links in our episode description and link tree. And now, on to the show. Previously on Planet Arcana. Bentley Davis, Cryogenica, and uh, Celestine have a quick chat with Tudor Spruce over Meatloaf. She provides a brief warning on the dangers of the blink brush and a thorough description of the handsome linger, and so the party trepidatiously readies for their journey to this windy and mysterious forest, after bidding farewell to Emoji and G. Wisby, of course. Into the dragonfly they pile, speeding through the colorful swampy fey fields where they encounter an eager and talkative Dadly Tree. The following conversations allowed both players and DMs to really hammer down some tree lore of the Fifth Collide, a most unexpected hurdle. The Dadly Tree having provided some otherworldly directions, the party ventures on, only to meet a devious and mischievous set of Swamp Fae, who insist on a round of the most dangerous game, Truth or Dare. Vexing the DMs greatly, sweet Crater Wayne is faced with an apparently impossible decision, seven minutes in heaven or violent chaos. He chose the latter, and promptly experienced a shocking transformation. Meanwhile, Celestine and Riot have a difficult conversation about lies from the past. The Fae interrupt, asking to play with the party's relic. And so, of course, the party murders them all, and drives on with the realization that their heist prize is, in fact, a relic. As they ruminate, there is one final car chase on the last leg of their journey through the Fae fields, pursued by a fire-breathing swan and hook-handed sloth. You had to be there. At the border of the blink brush, finally, Crater receives a magical message from an old friend, asking cryptically for a meetup to talk about old times. Crater goes to bring this to the attention of the team and realizes with chagrin that Celestine has vanished from the car. Then Riot. Then Crater himself. We pick up here, joining Crater just after his vanishing. Come, wander with us into the strange and unpredictable blink brush. I can hear you. I am listening. I can hear the cacophony coming from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork, the neon, the networks. Desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. But do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find all it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key.
you're in a different part of the forest, and Celestine and Riot are there with you again, but the dragonfly is nowhere to be seen. The hell was that? Hmm. What just happened? We were all in the dragonfly, and then and then I was just here. What what happened? I think we can figure out why this place is called the Blink Brush. Huh. Shit. Okay. Do we have any sense of where we are now relative to where we were? Like, we can't see the dragonfly from where we're at or anything like that? Anyone who wants to can roll me a nature or investigation check. Yeah, 10 nature. 12 investigation. 16 investigation. All right, Riot, you're all just kind of looking around you, trying to get your bearings. Um, It's a similar environment to where you blinked from, but, like, most assuredly not the same spot. You can't see the dragonfly. But Riot... In the distance, you do hear, like, the snapping of a twig in the very silent forest, and it sticks out to you. And I'm going to have you roll a 1d100. Hey, 22. So you hear the snap in the distance, and you turn to hear where the noise came from. And between the trees, you see a middle-aged black man with a bald head and a large beard. Uh, And he's riding a silver wheelchair whose intricately moving parts can barely be seen by the naked eye as he moves towards you, the components spinning and whirring. And the wheelchair itself actually levitates slightly off the ground a few feet. And what this person is riding is called the combat wheelchair. And I'd just like to take a second to do a shout out to Sarah. That's um, at Mustangs Art on Twitter. And you can also find their Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash Mustangs Art. So... Sarah's the person who actually designed and conceived of this combat wheelchair. Please go and check them out. And thank you so much, Sarah. And this person, as he rounds the corner and spots you, looks at you and says, What are you doing in the brush? Oh my god, you're so good looking. (laughs) (laughs) You are the most handsome gentleman that I have ever laid eyes on. Celestine just takes his hat off. Flattery will get you 25% of the way there, but that leaves 75% of the way to go. Why don't you all tell me who you folks are, and then I'll tell you how I got this handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to try and sell us some sort of pill? (laughs) Doctors hate him. That's right. (laughs) Hot silver. (laughs) Hot silver. Three times as handsome in three weeks. Well, my good sir, uh, I am Bentley Davis. I believe that I have met a good friend of yours, uh, Tudor Spruce. Oh, you know, yay. He saw, and uh, he like slicks his hand over his bald head um, and like straightens, <laughs> up, straightens up a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, you saw Spruce recently. Hey, uh, how's she doing? Still just like shockingly hot. <laughs> Yes, I would say that uh, 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 she is eagerly awaiting your next visit. I have only seen the look in her eyes in one other person's eyes, and that was uh, uh, Ma on on her and Pa's anniversary. And uh, they gave me some money, told me to go to the movies, and I (laughs) I don't know what happened, but I think uh, I think I think Miss Spruce would like to take you to the. To the movies or some such. <laughs> well, you know, when two humans love each other very much, they do send their offspring to the movies now and then. Maybe when you're uh, finished your creation point journey, we'll uh, have another conversation about that. Ed- Eddie, what? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. wait. You're going to introduce yourselves. Come on. What's what is this? Who are you? What are uh, you doing, Blink Brush? Oh, oh, my apologies, Celestine Wanderoff. Nice to meet you. No, I'm I'm cryogenic. Oh. 
Oh, 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 yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Of course you are. And I am Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you just told me your name was Celestine Wandroff right before that. What's going on there? You've got me. I, I apologize. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> all right. So am I to understand that all of you are using assumed names in my forests? Look, I tell you what, why don't you all just tell me why you're here and I'll decide whether I've got to uh, got to take you a little bit more seriously. So the reality is, this is Celestine Wanderoff over here. Yeah, ni- n- nice to weed him. Nice to weed him. <laughs> over here we have Crater Wayne and I'm Riot. And we're here on a bit of a mission because there's something happening in the Fifth Collide to do with androids being killed and going missing in mass form. And we have a hunch that there's a spot not too far away from here that we anticipate another attack is going to happen. Wait a second. Why do you think that? We've been in touch with some confidential sources. And there's, you know, there have been some maps that we've found. We just, we have sources that have pointed to this point as as something of interest, as perhaps somewhere where something's going to happen in this regard, and we're here to check it out. Oh my god. A fishnet-clad police officer high on rat told us that we should go here, <laughs> yeah. and so we did. <laughs> A confidential fishnet. When you put it like that, it sounds really bad, but like <laughs> it was a very trustworthy source. Very okay, trustworthy. Uh, I, 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 I really hope that this source is, is, is trustworthy. Well, actually, no, I, I kind of hope the source isn't trustworthy. I got to be honest, that that does scare me. Uh, there There is somebody that uh, is alone right now who might fit the description. And, uh, well, shit, things have been going really weird in this forest right now. You, I, I don't suppose you would show me that map that you mentioned. We don't have it on us, unfortunately. All right. Okay, hold on a sec. And he, like, reaches into, like, the side of his wheelchair and pulls out a map and, like, unfolds it and, like, shows you. And it's a map of the, like, thorough lush and blink brush. And he's like, where where was it? Point point on the map. The circle west side of the Magna Quartz next to where that little river is coming in from the Jack Strait. Oh, God. What? That is not good. That's exactly the place I was most fearing you would point to. All right, folks. I don't know who sent you here. I don't really care at this point, but what you're telling me is lining up with uh, some things that have been happening around here recently. I don't know if you've noticed the winds have been picking up. I, I, I myself am not quite sure what I'm doing here. Typically, I'm very good at riding the blinks. Uh, you know, I follow the uh, the power signature that comes from, uh, well, the, the temple that uh, myself and my, well, let's call her my re- spiritual partner. That's exactly where we're housed. And while it's well protected, things are getting weird right now. I, uh, I, I was just trying to go back and, uh, you know, I blinked the path a million times and instead of bringing me back to the temple, it brought me to you. So I don't suppose you're carrying anything magical on you. I look at the other two. We have like a magic lock on us, but that's pretty much it. I have some very fine mints that uh, that, that uh, give you the confidence to tell some just zingers of jokes. I don't like jokes. I mean, not right now, at least. Okay, tell me about that lock. Let me, can I take a look at it? I'm sorry, Riot. I, I think I just gave away your own item. <laughs> That's okay. Here, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, here here you go. Lock of trickery. Uh, puts his hand over it and is like, it's not strong enough. It's not strong enough to throw me off course like that. Like, look, th- this is the thing. Like, uh, you know, Blinks are acting kind of weird, but I've been doing this for a long time. And I, I always read the signature of a very powerful magical item that we have up at the temple. That's how I get back there. But this time it brought me here. What have you got on you? That's powerful. More powerful than just a, a freaking lock. You know, I'm, I'm talking like big, big, big power, big magic. Come on. I'm going to look at the other two and kind of like speak with the eyes as it were to be like should i i think we know what we've got to do celestine nods crater pauses for a moment can i do an insight check heck yeah yeah do it insight check from someone who's not insightful oh <laughs> i rolled a 19 though oh cool Sick. <laughs> turns out to be insightful all right. What you get with that 19 is that with certainty, this person is more concerned about getting back to the temple that they came from to like reunite with this person they're describing than has any interest in, you know, any shady interest in you and your business. I, I turn I, I nod at Riot. Okay. So we have a box. And this box exploded out of a dog statue that we had on us. We we came across these fey monsters in the fey fields, and, and I don't know what to believe, but they seem to think that we had a relic on us. And this is the only thing that I can think of that might fit that description. Oh my god, it took you this long to... Of course it's this thing. Hold on. And like he holds his hand out and is like, whoa, whoa, ho, ho, ho. okay. Yup, that's... Okay, I'm sorry. You're You're telling me that you did not realize that you had an actual relic on you well not exactly no we had no idea what it was how did you come across this thing uh, some friends you borrowed it yeah oh yeah okay look i mean normally i would have a heck of a lot of questions about that as it is i am uh, mostly just incredibly concerned about getting back to my friend here and as long as you're carrying that thing i'm not going to be sure where to blink to so I, I mean i'm gonna have to ask you folks to come with me unfortunately i i uh i'm getting a really terrible feeling that what you're looking for is where i'm trying to go should we open that box maybe we could try get an understanding of what's inside of it we've been kind of like carrying around with us for the last week and like haven't really found a good opportunity to actually check what's inside yeah now might be as good a time as any you want to test an untested relic i just want to see it are you not curious? I gotta tell you, there's uh, there's something eclipsing my every thought right now. And until uh, I get back up to the temple, there's just going to be nothing that interests me as much as being on the move. Look, if you want to work on this box, do it quick. Should I try a mystery key attempt? This feels like, a, like I know this dude's kind of like in a rush, but like we're kind of alone in the woods. Yeah. With somebody who understands magic. And the terrain. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. This feels like a a golden opportunity to do this. Okay. So I feel like, yeah, we could try the mystery key. I've got pretty dope sleight of hand vibes. How should I do this, (laughs) DMs? It's totally up to you, whatever you want to try. Like, you could do your thieves tools if you want, but you could also try the... Why don't I try the key and then I'll resort to thieves tools. So the mystery key? 5% chance of... So it's a nat 20, right? Like, you roll and if you get a nat 20... I would say roll a d100... And 95 or higher, 96 or higher. So if you roll a 96 or higher, it's going to work. Okay. Uh, Can you fucking imagine? 56. 56. <laughs> it didn't work. You don't lose it, though. Yeah, it's still good. Okay. So uh, I'll go to my thieves tools. Can I, like, block the sun from Riot's eyes oh. so she has a better view of the lock and give her advantage? And I'll, I'll uh, cast guidance on Riot give her an extra d4. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is... 
an ability check with sleight of hand, right? Uh, it's dexterity and proficiency. Great. Okay. Plus a d4 with advantage. Okay. The suspense. I was just going to say. <laughs> 22. Nice. Okay. Nice. You jiggle your tools. <laughs> okay, wait, let me try to find a better way to say that. <laughs> jiggle no, don't, tools. Don't, don't, don't rephrase that. I, well, uh, I wish I pulled the ripcord sooner. Let's um, we'll try that again. So you put your thieves tools inside of the keyhole of this completely plain box. And Riot, you are so adept with this. You've done this kind of thing so many times. And as you try to fiddle around with them and try to just get that one piece of the thieves tools up to like click the lock, you just cannot find the spot where you're, it's supposed to go. And you try there for like a good, I would say like five or 10 minutes and you can see your your new friend is starting to get pretty impatient and it's just not working. Like you just cannot seem to get a leg on this and it doesn't seem to make any headway at all. We might need some assistance with this of the magical nature. I mean, it being a particularly powerful magic item itself, perhaps uh, just lock picks won't, won't quite do it. Well, what about you over there? Do you have any tips? Any any hands to lend? Do I have a hand to lend you right? No, absolutely not. I'm uh, I'm very sorry about your box, but uh, I think we need to keep moving. And you know, maybe maybe when we get up to the temple, uh, we can have Effigy take a look at it. She's uh, well, she's brilliant and quite magical. So okay, I guess we go. Well, it seems like what you want now coincides with what we want. So lead the way. All right, I will. And here we go. Right, it's okay. You'll you'll have plenty of opportunities to try that Thanks. again. This never happens to me. It's totally natural. Like everyone has an off day. Sometimes you're tired. I get, I, I get it. It's just kind of my thing. You know, it ah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Thank you, Crater. You continue your journey into the forest with uh, Linker leading the way. Um, and not long after, you reach a location of obvious import. The only man-made structure you've seen in these woods. Uh, so far, a large stone bowl shape has been embedded into the ground at the foot of a massive tree. Emerging from the tree trunk, a wooden sculpture of an arm, somehow smooth and polished, despite the trunk itself being covered with bark. This hand is held roughly six feet above the bowl shape in the ground below it, a finger extended as though to reach down and dip it into the bowl. And within the bowl, the numeral for 12 is embedded all along the rim, alongside some seeming instructions. It says, leave a piece of you behind. And Linger uh, kind of steps up and is like, look, uh, I mean, I, I, I am in a big hurry, but this is kind of a thing. Uh, I, I can't really help you out here, but I'll be here with, for support. What is expected of us, Linger? Leave a piece of yourself behind. Like metaphorically, or do I need to cut off a pinky? He checks a sundial watch on his arm <laughs> and like, <laughs> taps, taps his finger on the arm of his wheelchair. Uh, sorry, DMs. Number 12. I'm assuming that's a tarot number. Which arcana is that? Do we like which is that obvious to us? I will have you roll an arcana for that. Or religion. Um, uh, that's a 10. I got 20. Oh, perfect. Right. You know for sure that 12 is the uh, correlated number for the hanged man arcana. I was hoping that was going to help me figure out what. <laughs> uh, Sacrifice. <laughs> well, riot. Ladies first. Fine. I take out my, my dagger <laughs> and kind of slice my palm open and squeeze my blood into the pool. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How many hit points? 
points of blood are you sacrificing? How's two? Riot's gone. Uh, Linger, is this uh, expected? <laughs> well, it looks like one of your friends is smart, at least. Sorry, so that, that, was a, that was a good thing that Riot's gone now? I mean, I'm not worried about it. I feel like I don't really know why you can't just give us a straight answer, but... <laughs> Look, it's my whole thing, okay? This is, this is you know... <laughs> it's a spiritual thing. Hmm. Uh, I have an idea. Uh, I, I'm going to walk up to the bowl and DMs maybe you can help me figure out how to do this can I give up two hit dice holy <laughs> wow yeah tell me what that looks like for crater like you, you you can give up the hit dice for sure what's the thing that you leave behind that results in the hit dice being taken away sorry and I want to make this clear I'm just saying like I'm like taking away two hit dice from like a short rest not uh yeah not not like forever <laughs> I'm not yeah 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 okay yeah yeah well, I got you well we'll see Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, what do hit dice look like? It's kind of like your vitality, really. It's it's up to you what that looks like, but it is your. It, it's it's almost like your energy and your you know that, that sort of thing. Can I like put in like my orthopedic stool that I sit on during my short rest? <laughs> like the, like, the, like, like, the, like the, the little like donut cushion that, that I use. You got a hemorrhoid been... donut. <laughs> <laughs> So you just place it in the middle, and do you do anything to it? Can I pop it? Oh, nice. You pop it, and then... So does Crater. Pops right away. Celestine approaches the bowl and uh, asks Linger, uh, uh, would you mind, uh, I don't know, turning around, giving me a little privacy? We don't know each other very well yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. And he, uh, like, spins his chair around. Celestine kind of just, like, sits down near the edge of the bowl and just, like, starts thinking about all the stuff that he can't remember, all of the holes in his memory. He thinks about missing Ma and Pa. He thinks about, you know, the, you know, the, the, the nice times he's had with Crater and Riot and, the, and you know, uh, finding out that they lied to him a little bit at the beginning. He makes himself sad enough to start crying into the bowl. Oh. You just feel awful. You drag yourself to the point of android tears. And as they fall into the bowl... And you find yourselves reunited with uh, Crater and Riot in yet another new spot of the forest. And a moment later... Oh, thank goodness. That, uh, that wasn't nearly as painful as I thought it would be. For you guys, I mean. May I ask what you gave up, Linger? Same thing as Riot there, only, uh, well... A little bit more. <laughs> more what? Well, the thing about uh, the thing about giving something up is uh, you usually get something in return if it's uh, well, if you sacrificed enough. So y'all feel like kind of imbued, uh, and basically what is going to happen is that Riot, you did not give up enough hit points uh. <laughs> to cross the threshold. So you you just are like, okay, you pass the test. You don't get anything uh, super gravy. Crater, you gave up quite a bit, so you're going to get an inspiration point and five temporary hit points. And I'll say that sort of landing in the middle there is Celestine, who is just going to get the inspiration point. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, too. Sorry, DMs. Can you explain exactly what an inspiration point does? Anytime you have to roll a d20, you can choose to roll it with advantage with your inspiration point. Okay, and that just, awesome. there's no expiration on that? That's not like till the next long rest is just forever until we use it? Yeah, it doesn't stack if you get another one, but it does last until you use it. Cool. Sweet. And as you're all sort of like 
enjoying this uh, new sense of inspiration, or two of you anyway, Limger just kind of like whips around in his chair and looks out into the forest and says, show yourself, I know you're there. And from behind yet another tree, you see a short, twig-thin woman step out. She has a green ponytail and a sharpness to her movements, seemingly unable to keep still even when standing in one place. She is covered in tattoos, only instead of multiple designs, it's like one image seemed to be like stamped over and over again, and the markings appear to be like scarred and raised rather than like inked. And uh, her expression is grim. Hey, shit, sorry, sorry. I, I don't know where I am. Hey, don't hurt me, please. Oh my god. Okay, look, I'm not going to hurt you, but what what the hell is going on today? I'm running into more people than I've seen in the past year in this place. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I didn't mean to end up here at all. I... Uh, well, why don't you why don't you tell me your name? My name is Grim Jane. Okay, and what are you doing here? <laughs> I heard there was a temple to the hanged man, and I, I, I'm just looking for a bit of <sighs> enlightenment, I think. <sighs> All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. I mean, you you definitely don't look like most worshippers that uh, make the trek out this far, but um, how did you get here? Like, did, did you pass the first test on your own or what? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I did. Huh. Interesting. I, uh, normally it's uh, pretty difficult to find just that first one even, but uh, okay, okay. And you're looking for the temple. Yeah, I mean, I heard there was a temple and I just, I, I'm feeling sort of lost, you know, mentally and emotionally and i i just figured that would be a place to go to seek help if you're feeling lost mentally and emotionally i think you've joined the right group of travelers oh thank god i i haven't seen anybody else here in the forest and i i'm just as surprised to see you as i think you are to see me so i'm feeling very relieved all right look i mean we are on our way up to the temple now and uh i am in a bit of a hurry so if you're coming then come i guess i don't feel pretty good about leaving anyone out in the out in the woods. Well, thank you, thank you. Can I make an inside check here on uh, Grim Jane? Sure. 16. What are you looking for here? I'm looking to see whether uh, Grim Jane is as sort of like like scared and, and sort of lost as they are appearing to be, you know, whether they're, whether they're looking for, you know, the temple or, I don't know, maybe us. With that role, you can tell that, like, she is sincere in that she is lost and trying to find the temple um but she does look extremely uncomfortable like she she's got her guard up hard um and again like can't can't seem to sit still uh definitely not turning her back towards any of you does she look hurt roll me a perception 15 so with a 15 you're sort of giving her the up and down she she does appear to be in discomfort that's what you're looking for right yeah yeah, she does appear to be in discomfort and, uh, you know, again, like, can't really seem to hold still like ants, you know. Um, and as you're looking over her, you notice that, you know, again, the the tattoo, like, raised flesh. It looks like a pattern of a lighthouse being struck by lightning and toppling over and, like, repeated over and over and over again. Some of them look redder than others, like they're fresh. Hmm. Is that the tower? Would we, would we be able to identify those those tattoos as as of the tower? Roll me an arcana. Yeah, 11. That's all right. I, I was looking to be at a 10. It is, it is, seems to be very clear symbol that would represent the tower. I, th- I think I'll just like Damn. whisper to my two friends here. And just, I think we should be careful around this one. Maybe just keep an eye out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Right you are, Crater. Right you are. This is a suspicious situation, and we should be on our guard. Welcome, friend. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go together. Yeah, th- thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Linger's just like, all right, all right, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Questions later. Uh, and he, like, speeds back off through the forest um, with purpose. And, again, you continue your journey. And having no choice but to let him guide you, you walk and walk and walk and certainly you've seen that particular mushroom infested fallen trunk before just minutes ago did you not struck by this you turn to mention it to your companions and riot you find yourself alone and as you notice this you notice that somehow in the walking and thinking you failed to notice the familiar sensation you blinked and you missed it and you're in the network again Then, from a point that originates both from within yourself and from the forest around you, you hear, Hello, Riot. Leave me in suspense. Hello? (sighs) Fuck. Well, I guess I just keep looking around for other people. You spin and spin and spin, and eventually you realize that not only are you alone, but each time you take a rotation, the landscape sort of like imprints and repeats itself. And as you spin, you're just seeing like the same section of forest over and over and over again. Fuck. Oh, Riot. Leave me in suspense. Who who are you? Damn it. All right, I... I start to trudge with like ever more frustration an interesting sensation as you try to move forward is that it seems as though the ground moves beneath your feet rather than you moving away from the ground (laughs) and you walk and then you jog and then you full out sprint and you're just standing in place god damn it damn it damn it hey i guess i'm gonna send a mage hand out to just see if I can kind of pick up any differences with wavelengths and magic in the area. Ooh. Okay, so you send your mage hand out, and basically all around you, you just feel like this uh, this veil of heightened magic. You're in like a different version of the quote-unquote real blink brush, but it seems pretty evenly coated and like waiting. I'm, I'm going to shout out, What do you want? Leave me in suspense. Should I, like, roll a perception check? Sure. Or a religion check. Or a religion check, Oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 16. You were also the one that noticed that this is the number 12 correlating to the hanged man. So you get a strong suspicion that, like, that arcana is involved with this test. And the hanged man... Suspense is one of his things, and he seems to be asking for you to give him an interpretation of that, whether that's through words or through action. I am going to cast a minor illusion and kind of create a really eerie voice that starts to grow and grow and grow in volume, but never reaches its peak. What does it say? It's saying, get me out over and over again. You cast this minor illusion spell and you know the upper threshold of volume that you personally are able to achieve. And you start very quiet. Get me out of here, 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 get me out of here. And right as it's about to reach, but doesn't quite hit that top volume. Crater, 
You find yourself alone in the forest, having noticed that the scenery is beginning to repeat itself. And from somewhere, you hear... Crater Wayne, leave me in suspense. God, I wish Crater had magic. Okay, yeah, so I feel like Crater definitely, this is like, there's been a lot of trial and error. Um, but then like a eureka moment goes off into his head. And I'm going to take out my great axe and I'm going to throw it as high up into the air as I can. And then I'm going to like, with my head up, I'm like trying to like constantly stay underneath it and just like waiting for it to like come and land on me. (laughs) All right. The great axe goes up further up than you even thought that you'd be able to throw it. And you watch the tree canopy above as it spins and spins and spins for an inordinately long time. And uh, you, you wander around underneath it as it comes falling closer and closer and closer. You're doing a great job. And when it, you just feel the tip of it graze your nose. Your third party member has just now noticed that he is walking through a repetitious forest on his own. And as he walks, he hears Celestine. 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 Mr. Wanderoff, you've already come too far. Do you really want things to keep changing forever? Don't you like being with Riot and Crater? Yes, I do. I mean, I. Uh... I like it very much. They're they're like family. Well, why can't you just leave well enough alone? Uh, what what do you mean? What what's going to happen to Riot and Crater? There where there's no reason why we shouldn't be together. <sighs> Mr. Wanderoff, leave me in suspense. Thematically, I'm going to take a quick moment and run to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a ploy to think of a way to do this? <laughs> or, He's already gone. Wait, wait, wait. It, it, this is the greatest in suspense thing that Peter could physically do. Oh, oh my God. This is so meta. Holy oh my God. Shit. Peter's going to blink out of your apartment. Oh my God. I go check the bathroom. 20 minutes later, he's gone. <laughs> Yeah, just we're gonna wait twenty minutes. <laughs> just an angry, angry frog in there. <laughs> the joke is on all of us. <laughs> what an absolute power move! I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, this is right up there with telling you to roll. Oh, do I have to leave this in the episode? Maybe I though. Think, I, I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. Did you like that? We decided <laughs> we're gonna leave it in the episode. What? No. <laughs> yeah. no, no, you take that out. Celestine uh, finds a place in the forest where he can um, where he can kind of crouch down and sort of use his body to kind of shield what he is doing from anybody's anybody's eyes that might be watching and he says to whoever's around uh, I'm gonna do a little thing that a little trick Ma taught me and I'm gonna use druid craft one of the things that I can do is create a little sensory effect that predicts what the weather is going to be in this location for the next 24 hours. Whoa. And so I'm going to to sort of that little, that effect, whatever that is, um, I want to keep it for myself to, to so that it's not visible to anybody else. Uh, and so, yeah, I want to... Uh, find out what the weather is, and uh, and I'll say that I, I tomorrow's weather 
is going to be. (laughs) Very nice. The forest around you begins to shudder, and right before you feel the pop, you hear the voice again. (sighs) Don't you trust me when I tell you there are things better left unknown, journeys better left incomplete? I don't know you, so I do not trust you. And you pop back to where your party is, and while you've been doing your trial, you see that uh, Grim Jane has joined them. But before any of you can so much as get a word out to each other, the wind picks up. And when I say the wind picks up, it suddenly picks up, and it comes from above you and just whips the branches around to the point where, like, several are falling down all around you. It's a furious wind, the legs of which you have not encountered so far, and then... Just as quickly as it appears, it is gone, and the forest is completely still and silent again. And Linger goes, Jesus, that is, that's the worst one I've felt so far. What is it? You have any idea what's, what that is? I really wish that, uh, that I had a different answer for you, but no, and it's, it's really concerning us up at the temple. And it's only just started? You said five days ago? Yeah, five days to a week or so, right after that big boom. This is bad. It ain't good. Well, uh, you all seem uh, in one piece, if a little shaken. Seems like you passed the next test. I gotta say, I um, I didn't expect all of you to pass all these tests. I, uh, you're a little bit more than you seem, aren't you? We've been told that. Well, it's true. We are forming a band, so I suppose <laughs> we are a bit more than just just three people. A band, you say? What? What's uh? What type of music you play? What are you called? The name is uh, of some debate. <laughs> I don't believe we've settled on a name yet. We play Wrangle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something. All right, actually, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for this. I'm, I, I do want to listen to you play later on, but we don't have time for this, okay? Gotta go before that wind comes back, for Christ's sake. And uh, he wheels forward with a little bit more purpose this time. And all of you blink again. And this time, you've been brought to a mountaintop, actually overshooting your target by several miles and chilling you to the bone. You see the blink brush below you now, and before you, a large platform attached to a zipline dives straight back down into the trees. Linger positions himself atop this precarious platform, uh, holding the end of the rope that is wrapped around the only tree growing this high and is keeping the platform from falling down the zipline. He points to a couple of words carved into the tree and before you can say anything he grins at you and drops the rope with a flourish and the platform immediately falls and as it hurtles along the zipline toward the trees it begins to spin nauseatingly faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and then vanishes into the tree line a moment later the platform rematerializes before you tied to the tree but empty of any occupant linger or otherwise shit guess that's get on this thing. I suppose we should do as Linger did then. Did anyone see the words that he pointed at there? Uh, You take a look at the tree and it says, (laughs) let go. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's easy. Wish we had some drop silver right about now. (laughs) 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 Oh, you guys, uh, you like drop silver? I mean, we've we've dabbled. Yeah, that shit's fun. So fun. Yeah, man. Well, should we do this one at a time or all together? I mean, so far, this has been a a one at a time kind of experience. Perhaps it's best we keep it that way. Uh, I guess so. I'll go first. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so Grim Jane takes a grim step onto the platform, which, like, wobbles. It's sort of like a – it's a square platform, like, attached in, like, a triangle shape to this zip line. And so it, like – it tilts as she gets on it, and she has to kind of, like, get on her hands and knees to, like, regain stability and then uh, gestures to you to drop the rope again. And uh, same thing as before. Spins. Spin, 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 spin. <laughs> Vanishes. Okay. Uh, I will. I will also – go up onto the platform and then I'll just look back and see you guys on the other side. <laughs> Crater, I've seen these things before. You've got to put your hands up and scream at the right time and then it takes a picture of you that you can buy. Later. <laughs> <laughs> I pull the rope and then my arms just like go like at my sides and I have like no expression on my face. <laughs> All right. It's uh, descending and it spins and spins and spins and spins and spins. What are you going to do? Wait, what? <laughs> What are you doing? It's spinning and it's hurtling towards the tree line. What's up? I, 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 thought, I thought this was like automatic. Um, am, I, am I holding on to anything? Like I'm, I know I'm on the platform, but like. I don't know. Were you? No. Okay. Um, it's a little hard to stay on if you're not holding on to anything. Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm going to give you a real-life countdown of five to tell me what you do, and then I'm going to tell you what happens. Four. I, three. Two. I jump a little bit into the air. <laughs> you jump into the air? It's, like, just a little bit of a jump? Well, like enough to, like, get off the platform. Okay. All right. Okay. So the last instant, right before you hit the tree line, you do this tiny little hop. But, of course, you're moving at such a velocity that even a tiny little hop like that is going to stall you enough that the platform will overtake you and continue on its own. And there's that beautiful moment right before you start falling where you have a gorgeous view from the mountaintop down into the blink brush and then you start to fall. You are hurtling towards the earth. What? Hurtling towards the earth, I say. And right at the very <laughs> final moment before your face hits the ground. And those of you back up at the treetop, the platform reappears empty. So, but we didn't see Crater fall off the platform. Y'all didn't see that. Okay. Have we seen anybody hit the tree line while on it? It appeared that Linger did as you uh, watched him descend, but it, well, it was a bit hard to see. Why don't you roll me a perception check yeah. to see like what you saw of Crater and Linger? Yeah. 16. 18. All right. So both of you did actually see Crater do that little... <laughs> little hop um <laughs> but like you didn't see his descent to the ground just the hop and we did see linger on it past the tree line you don't recall what actually happened but uh linger seemed to also vanish right before the tree line on the platform on the platform yeah okay i'm gonna give this a go do the thing with the pointing and i'm gonna give a little like one finger salute to celestine and i'm gonna let her go nice Best of luck, team is right. Love you, buddy. Spin, 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 spin. And you're coming up towards that tree line. What are you going to do? I think I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to, like, okay. stick my uh, my spike feet in and, like, do this thing. All right. You dig your spike feet into this platform and hurtle towards the freaking tree line of the forest. Spin, 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 spin. And just as you're about to hit the first tree, right back at the top again, facing Celestine. Me? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, Ms. Riot, I think you did it wrong. <laughs> well, you know, uh, trial and error. <laughs> All right. I do the thing again. I roll my eyes and let go. 
<laughs> All right, right at the tree line, you do this like excellent swan dive. Um, and again, hurtling face first, but you got a pretty good idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you look pretty cool when you. And this time the platform appears empty back up at the top of the mountain. Celestine is secretly pretty excited about this. Uh, so he, <laughs> he just jumps right on, uh, you know, hit, hits the rope and uh, and just, just lets it go hurtling forward. Spin, 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 spin. How are you going to win? Enthusiastically, cowboy hat in the air just jumps right off the platform before the tree line. Just like, woo! You go up <laughs> a little bit, just high enough that you are silhouetted and eclipsed by the moon and it's gorgeous. And then you come hurtling back down 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 and you're reunited with your friends hey everyone i'm sky and i play riot i wanted to interrupt the show to tell you about our patreon what is a patreon you might ask well it's an opportunity to support planet arcana while getting yourself some sweet perks in the process for our five dollar a month tier for example you can get yourself access to episodes a day in advance ad free Or our $10 a month tier, where you can get access to extra content, including episodes of Recharge, where the DMs and players discuss the events of the previous two episodes, and even get a little personal, and a little weird. The more patrons we can get, the more we can start to focus on fun stuff like merch, and eventually more content. Sign up for our Patreon today. You will not regret it. And if you can't commit to a monthly subscription, we also have a coffee where you can basically tip us if you like the show. Telling your friends and leaving reviews is also very, very helpful. Visit us at planetarcana.com, which will guide you to the Patreon, coffee, and social media at Planet Arcana Pod on all the things. Love you. Um, Linger, can we... I don't. I mean, I know we're in a rush, but can we do that again? <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No, please. <laughs> Thank you, Linker. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe on the way back then. Yeah. Uh, sh- sh- sure. Yeah. Okay. On the way back. All right. Do we do we have more of these tests coming up, Linger? Um, like, do we have to keep doing these like trials of will? Well, I tell you what, my friend. Why don't you tell me? And Linger wheels aside uh, to display that you have arrived at the suspended temple. Thank God. Damn. Many a child on the fifth collide would weep at the sight of a treehouse so magnificent. Several platforms held together by spiderweb of ropes and held upright by the powerful tree branches that cocoon the temple within its leaves, casting a chlorophyllous green light over it all. Semi-transparent gossamer fabric is draped elegantly over the higher branches, cascading down to provide shelter for the occasional rain, as well as a sparkling view of the treetop above. As a centerpiece to it all... A gangplank extends far past the rest of the platforms, offering no handrail or row for support. And at the end of it, a metallic bowl embedded into the gangplank with a spinning top floating above it, rotating endlessly and never coming to a stop. Welcome. This is uh, amazing. Ah, thanks. I like to keep it looking uh, spruce shape. <laughs> Do you mean by that that you keep it tidy for visits from Tudor Spruce? Ah, well, you know, sending the kids to the movies and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> Why? She's gorgeous. We're just a couple of super hot people. <laughs> Fair enough. There's no lie there. I'll give you the grand tour later, but uh, right now I'm, uh, I just really need to go check on uh, my partner here. Yeah. And uh, he kind of, like, rushes over to a little, like, gossamer-tented area and is like, Effigy? Effigy, are you okay? Effigy. Yes. I'm okay. And uh, rolling out from 
behind, let's say, some stacks of books. A large cloud android with a deep amber-colored shell, most of her moving pieces rounded and curved, with her movements of her plump body exceedingly graceful. Like Edict, she appears to glide, skating around on two smooth rolling orbs that serve as her feet, and the top part of her body is gyroscopic, maintaining perfect posture over any terrain. Okay, so you're, n- nothing's happened since I left? No, nothing's happened at all. Although, the wind picked up a few times. Yeah, it did for us too, it did for us too. Listen, these people right here, they seem to, uh, well, they seem to have some bad news for us. Guys, you want to tell, tell her about that map? Oh, well, um... Effigy, is it? Yes, I am Effigy. I'm Riot. This is Crater Wayne and Celestine Wanderoff, and we are charged with looking for a potential crime that's going to happen. And we found a map with circles on it to potentially indicate that something is going to happen, and and I think that some places right here, we're looking for someone who means to do harm to androids. Uh, and, and they have been doing so for some time. And so we're hoping to head them off and keep a lookout for anything that might be suspicious. It's just as my premonition said. Linger, didn't I tell you? My foot. Oh my god, you think this is what your foot was saying? I think this is what my foot was saying. Oh my god, oh my god, okay, okay, okay. I mean, what, what am I doing? I'm trying not to freak out right now. What do we do? How do we prepare? Um, I'm gonna have... Everybody roll me dangled perception. And is this uh, a successful perception check going to tell us what the hell they're talking about with their foot? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> 21. Whoa. Yes, that's good enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So what you see with that perception check is that one of Effigy's smooth rolling orb feet does look different from the other and kind of like has that like sheen of magic around it if you look really closely the other thing you notice is that grim jane seems to be like fiddling with something and when you brought that map out she got a little uncomfortable more so than she always appears to be so i i'm gonna kind of sneak over to grim jane and tell her you look squeamish for some reason do you have some reason to be nervous I mean, I don't know what you just went through, but I literally just jumped off a fucking cliff to get up here, and uh, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, if I'm being honest. I mean, what's making you so uncomfortable, and what about that map coming out made you all the more so? I don't know. This place is fucking weird, man. Like, I, I wish you wouldn't just question me so much. I'm feeling a lot of, like, tension from you right now, and it's fucking freaking me out. Well, there's a lot going on here. I don't know if you realize. I don't know if you've realized. Like, we literally fucking jumped off a cliff with some crazy voice spoke to me in the forest. Like, you're feeling really calm, and if I'm being honest, that's fucking suspicious, dude. All I know is that we have a map that led us to the exact location that we're at, and somehow you're here, too. So if that's not suspicious, I don't know what is. I could say the same thing about you. And in fact, I'm gonna go say the same thing to fucking uh, the, the people that lead this temple because fuck okay yeah, okay man. all right what's what's what, what's going on here what's going on here i don't know if this person here is to be trusted i don't know if these people are to be trusted they just fucking they just showed up and they're the, there's three of them and they're gonna take down your temple and 
I see what you've got over there with the spinning top. I mean, that's in danger. And and your friend with the foot. You're like, just these making people, shit up right now. There's no reason for you to believe that whatsoever. There's no reason for you to believe them either. There's we three have of them against you two. We have a tangible map. We have trusted sources. We've been real with you this entire time. We've even shown you in good faith our relic. What do you have to say about that? Okay, okay. Hold on a second now. I never actually did see the map. You just pointed to a picture on my map of the temple. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bring it out and show it to him. After all, can't be too careful. Okay, I mean, I don't love that you didn't show me this before. Uh, this chick has a literal gun for an arm, dude. Like, there's yeah, no she's way got a gun for an arm. Um, she, also, she could fucking take you down any second here. Okay, I okay. Roll per, riot. Roll me a persuasion and okay. freaking do it too, Grim Jane. <laughs> okay, <laughs> competing. <laughs> Can we give Riot the the help action purely on the basis of of three against one, as uh, as Grim Jane's been pointing out? Natural one. Oh my oh. god. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Look, I don't know what it is that's telling me to trust you, but I I think I'm gonna have to empty out your pockets there, Miss Miss Jane. Fucking okay, sure, yeah, no problem. I've got nothing on me because I'm here to fucking seek enlightenment at the Hanged Man Temple, which I thought was gonna be welcome to someone like me who needs help but you're full of shit tell me one thing about the hangman tell me one thing what's he what is he in charge of your silence says it all kid wait okay (laughs) no that's what he's into he likes to wait he likes to make you wait Oh, 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 I get it, I get huh? it, okay. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little hanged van humor right, for you. That huh? was pretty good, that was pretty good. Okay, Not all right. Not bad, right? Look, I, I, here, here's the deal. I, I still don't fully trust you, but you can stay here, you can worship, you will always have an escort. How does that sound? Is everyone comfortable with that? Hmm. Just keep her away from me. I'm sorry, did you say you have a relic? Mm-mm. No, it's just <laughs> something I was just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe oh, I, I believe Riot said relock, which in North Northern Roar means the lock of trickery. It, yes, a, a lock of trickery. Okay, roll a deception. Who me uh, or Riot? Yeah, Riot for sure. Cool, okay. seventeen. Okay. <laughs> it seems I have a lot to ask my foot about later tonight. But we uh, know a little bit more about this foot of yours that you uh, speak to. Oh. Yes, of course. My foot, it's imbued, in a sense, with the magic of the hanged man and has been over years and years and years of passing it down through my family. It's an heirloom, and it helps me to have some clairvoyance. Do you have control over this, or or do you just receive information? Oh yes, I have much control, and I can prompt it to give me a response about the events that are to occur, and... We've had a lot of negativity in our premonitions for the coming days. Anything specific? I knew that we were to receive company, and I also knew that it was not entirely positive. Can you tell which one among these two, like, groups is the not positive one, Effigy? I'd like to have a minute alone with my foot. Okay, well, I mean, you know, I'm not really excited about leaving you alone right now. Linger, I understand. I won't go out of eyesight, I promise. I just need a minute to... Consult. Okay, 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 okay. All right, ever, nobody nobody move. Effigy's gonna go look at her foot. Um, Effigy wheels uh, a little bit away from you all, maybe like 30 or so feet, and she plops down and... <laughs> 
you can see it almost looks like she's sitting cross-legged and she's got her back to you and you can see her like kind of craned over quite close to her foot, basically. You can't hear her talking. As you are watching this happen, there's a lot that happens all at once here. Effigy is sort of leaning over her foot and, and you wait there for a moment just waiting to see what happens here. And suddenly you hear what sounds like a really quick shot. And then you can hear the rest of this before you see it. You start to note that the leaves of the canopy are suddenly blown outwards from a central point located sort of ahead and above of you. And suddenly, as it decloaks, a vessel the shape of a large acorn appears, its camouflage slowly melting away. As it lands, its two propellers fold up and tuck away to its sides, and it looks very much like the animal it's named for, the owl. And as this shot and this vehicle decloaks and this all happens, you see Effigy crumple, and she falls laying down on the ground ahead of you. And you hear screams coming from this flying vehicle ahead of you. I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Ugh, six. Eighteen. I rolled an eight. It's ten for Linger. So Effigy is like dead on the ground. She's lying down. You can't see what's going on with her right now. It's okay. Yeah. She's just having a nap. <laughs> she's just sleeping. So she's a bit of a hop and a skip away, like literally over like a bit of a chasm to try to get to her. So it's a bit precarious. But in any case, at the top of the round is actually Grim Jane. Um, so Grim Jane kind of like sees this opportunity. Um, she's got, she sees the owl vehicle sort of nearby where effigy fell and she's near all of you she's gonna she's right next to linger linger she's gonna fucking she's gonna slash into you with her sword what the fuck oh what oh Uh, (laughs) oh boy uh okay the first one's a nine to hit which i don't think hits second one is even worse okay so she's a little flustered hate her jesus christ okay she's gonna risk the opportunity attack from you linger as she's so she's gonna run away oh hell no I'm going to take the opportunity attack. Linger just like rears back on his like back two wheels and then suddenly lurches forward and swings in a circle. It's going to ram her. Fuck yeah. Or no, wait, it's going to tire strike her. Yeah. Um, and as he does so, like freaking spikes come out of the back tire. Like, yes. Um, and here we go. That is a, oh my God. It's a nine. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it looks amazing and it misses and she fucking oh. scampers away. Well, she's pretty wily. Like she, she's like stringy and fucking sinewy almost. Like she kind of looks like almost like a rabid animal as she's running away. Like she's super chaotic and she just scrambles away. She fucking, I'm going to roll for her to see if she can jump the chasm to make it over to effigy. Ah, son of a bitch. Oh, there's, there's a good roll. She rolled a nap 15. Uh, so yeah, she clears it no problem, but that's as far as she can make it um and she's gonna hold which is gonna bring us to riot i'm just gonna go straight up to her because i've got that dash vibe i can go straight up to where she is there um yeah so with your movement riot no problem you can make it up to her she can only run 30 feet and you can run fucking twice as fast if you use your bonus action okay sick um you will you do have a chasm to jump if you're willing to try to make that jump yeah i'm willing to try to make that jump okay cool roll an acrobatics check to clear this chasm. Okay, sick. It's not a high check. You just have to be a 10. 18. Yeah, no problem. So you fucking flaunch over towards sick. Grim Jane. And I'm going to get kind of between her and effigy sick. here. And I'm going to go straight up to her. Fuck it. I'm going to do a gun attack. 13 to hit? 13 just hits. Sick. Okay, Oof. 13 damage. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, Grim Jane fucking takes it. Uh, and she 
kind of like she's so like wily and you can kind of see now that there's there's something very familiar about this look to you riot because she's so like you can tell now she's just fucking strung out is what it yeah. is um and as she gets that fucking shot taking at you she just looks at you and she's like you are gonna regret getting involved in this yeah we'll fucking see and uh yeah i'll just stand my ground cock my gun awesome come at her bro <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's gonna bring us to Linger next. Oh yeah, big time. Oh, fuck! God damn it! I knew something was gonna happen. Okay. And, uh, he's like... (laughs) And then just does, like, a mad dash. Um, Sick. He's gonna do the, like... Uh, moves a shit ton. Cat-like reflexes. Does he have to jump the chasm? Because he's got that wheelchair that floats. Oh, he can jump it, but I am going to make you roll either acrobatics or... I think acrobatics for you. All right, let's do it. Still just a 10. I rolled nat 17. We're good. All okay, right. yeah. Here he goes. He's going to come right next to Grim Jane uh, on the other side of Grim Jane that Riot is right now, and it's just like, you're not leaving here with anything you came for. And then he's fucking gonna... And... He seems to be making like a a giant internal effort and then he spends a key point and sort of like a wispy smoky form emerges from him and uh, he's doing like a astral self Um, and when this happens Grim Jane's gonna have to succeed at a DC deck saving throw. Uh, DC 13. Okay. I didn't say the number. <laughs> DC Dex. <laughs> Here we go. Technical terms. I can do this. Uh, I rolled a 12. Then you are going to be taking eight points of force damage. Oh, oh my God. She's so fucked. So, okay. And that's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. You very nearly destroy her, but she's hanging on with that sort of strung outness of, uh, you know. Uh, okay, so next up is going to be Crater. Can you set the scene again? Yes, of course. So you just saw Riot and Linger and Grim Jane fucking vault over this chasm to get to where a lying still effigy is, where she was sitting over her foot, supposedly doing some sort of premonition. And just beyond where effigy is sitting, effigy's sort of on the edge of like a cliff here. And just beyond that cliff, a vehicle has risen up from behind it and decloaked and it's an owl vehicle which is basically a flying vehicle and they're slowly making their way towards you you can see a few people in it you can't quite make it out but basically you can tell that there's reinforcements coming gotcha sorry and this chasm here yeah when you say chasm how how deep is this you can't even tell really like it's it's so far down. There's a waterfall kind of trickling beside it. Um, and it's just basically a 10-foot gap between cliff and cliff. You haven't really been over there to investigate it yet, but from the sounds of the waterfall and from like from just being able to see over the cliff uh, where you are, you can pretty much tell that it's a certain d- destruction <laughs> for you to fall down there. There is a way to run around. It'll just take more movement. Yeah, these uh, brittle little bones, I don't... Hmm. I don't trust myself to make that 10-foot jump. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm going to take the long way around. So, I got my full 40 feet of movement. I can skirt around the chasm, and I'm still about 50 feet away from the rest of the action. So, I'll just do another dash action just to get up in the mix. And okay. I'll stand right beside riots, And, like, I'll have right on my right and uh, linger on my left. And Grim is is right in front of us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. The semicircle yeah. of death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else for you, Crater? Uh, as a bonus action, I'd like to enter and do a rage, please. Rage, rage. 
much. Yeah. Sweet. Beep. Riot and linger next to you. You start to feel quite warm. <laughs> what happens uh, this time when you enter the rage crater? Crater runs up beside Riot. His eyes are going to go a deep red. And then his arms are going to extend out and go wacky inflatable arm flailing tube men. <laughs> and he's going to do his, his slinky arms. The most menacing slinky of them all. And that'll bring us to Celestine. Celestine will take his small amount of movement and run toward the gangplank, like getting near to on the gangplank to where everybody is. And as an action, I will cast Thorn Whip on Grim Jane. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, Grim Jane is on the edge of a cliff. So what does she have to roll? Uh, This is an attack. It's a... Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. So that's 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Takes three damage and is pulled 10 feet toward me. So I yank her <laughs> off the cliff. Yes. <laughs> okay. So she had one hit point left. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so you decide what part of that kills her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I like the idea that I take the whip and just like, you know, vines in my hand, extends out, wraps around her neck, and she starts to choke a little bit as I just yank her off of her feet. Um, and oh. uh, and then she falls below, and, and, you know, I'd like to think she screams a little as she falls. Uh. And uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> just like give the give the whip a little uh, a, a little uh, lasso style around my head, just 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 a little flourish uh, as I as I watch her go and just uh, nod to riot and crater. Woo, that's my boy! What a guy! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anything else on your turn, Celestine? Yes, please. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> cast healing word as a bonus action on effigy. Oh, amazing! Five hit points back to uh, effigy. Holy shit! Okay, so effigy. Uh, You see her kind of like spin a little bit and slowly sit up and she looks pretty disoriented and like she doesn't bounce back up like you guys do in a combat. You could assume that she's maybe not built for combat, (laughs) Um, but she is alive. So and that's everything for me. Awesome. Okay. Um, so next up, the owl finally approaches close enough and you see four people jump out of it and land sort of next to Effigy. She's got her wits about her now, and so they look kind of annoyed. Um, So there's four people, uh, sort of a mix of androids and humans. Um, They all look kind of similarly strung out to, uh, (laughs) I was gonna say Sweet Jane, to Grim Jane as uh, as this group of, uh, you could almost presume scrappers based on the, the behavior and sort of the, you know, the general demeanor of them as they drop as they drop down from the from the floating owl above, um, you can finally now get a closer look. Uh, androids and human alike, the aesthetic seems to be leather, and their method seems to be screaming and yelling in unison. All are covered to varying degrees with the same scar markings that you saw on Grim Jane on your traveling companion. Um, that same sort of burned-in tattoo of uh, what looked like markings of the tower. These four people drop down out of the owl... Um, all next to effigy. This first person next to effigy is going to fucking sword her. Fuck. Uh, holy shit, I rolled a natural four. She (laughs) 
just is just disoriented enough that she's like, what? And she like just ducks in time, totally not <laughs> not of her own uh, choice. And then he, he swipes again. Someone there? Wow, okay, I rolled a natural four and a natural five. I've switched dice every roll, by the way. Um, I'm rolling this bad. Alright, so this guy is like, fuck! And he just can't get up. <laughs> Alright, this next person who drops down next to Effigy is also going to take two sword swipies. Get ready to get hit this time! I rolled a nat 20. This person crits on Effigy. I'm Holy not even going to roll damage. Um, she's like, she's got commoner stats, so they just fucking cleave into her and she goes down again. Uh, this time, they do a pretty significant mark into her uh, exterior cloud android frame and she's not looking super good. But you can see that where they hit, they tried to avoid... Um, they went. They aimed high, basically. Mm. That's their turn. They're going to move around to the other side of Effigy. The next uh, person who dropped down on the vehicle to go is going to move up to Effigy. And the last person as well, they're all going to start to start dragging her towards the edge of the cliff. Yeah, get her! Yeah! Woo! Fuck yeah! All right. Woo! They've, they've got her surrounded. That's all of their turns. So that's going to bring us back up to the top, which is going to be riot actually i think i'm gonna try to cast sleep on these fuckers so i'm gonna roll 5d8 to see how much that looks like Uh, so that is 23 Mm. you're gonna get one of these guys damn it okay it definitely is great to take one person out of here so which which one of these uh there's four surrounding effigy i guess they're all the same do you have a preference yeah i'll go with one of the ones that's closer to the cliff there so that there's less got it pull force um okay well you've put one of them to sleep anything else on your turn uh, i kind of want to yell at them hey fuckos going somewhere <laughs> Woo! yeah we're fuckos we're gonna fuck your shit up Woo! come get it dicks <laughs> oh shit next up is linger all right linger is fucking <laughs> not happy at what he's seeing here he's gonna fucking roll past riot and crater move up next to effigy right in the middle of all these freaking scrappers and it's going to be like, hands off. And then he's going to ram one of them. Um, so he's going to move towards this one here that's next to the cliff. Uh, da, 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 da. 21. 21 hits. This motherfucker is going to take nine damage, bludgeoning damage. Sick. And then they're going to take a 13 strength saving throw. Okay. Linger just like rolled over with like massive speed and then just like rammed this no this first scrapper here who's standing next to the cliff um with his wheelchair. Is that the one that's asleep? No, the one that's asleep is not being targeted. Okay. Rolled a 10. Does not make it. And so that motherfucker is gonna get pushed <gasps> five feet away. And I'm gonna say over that fucking cliff. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna roll a dexterity saving throw for him because he's still alive. Okay. He did roll a 13, and we were saying 10 to cross. So I, I would say that he just makes it, and he's holding onto the edge of the cliff there, but he's, like, barely hanging on by his fingers. Okay, well, no fucking problem. Would you say that he's prone? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Linger's gonna be like, oh, yeah? And then he's gonna fucking wheel over there, and he's gonna try to crush this scrapper's fingers as they grasp onto the edge of the cliff. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's gonna be a 50. Yeah. Motherfucker is taking uh, 11 damage. 11 damage. Oh, 
He's still just barely hanging on. Yeah. Linger's pissed. Well, anything else on Linger's turn? Fuck it. That's it. I love this DM on DM violence. (laughs) (laughs) So as Linger moves around the battlefield too, you guys are all noticing it's almost like tracers of him are, are following sort of like a spectral appearance to his movements now. He was already quite fast when you were traveling together in the forest, but now there's like something almost like supernatural about it. That's going to bring us to Crater. Yeah, so there's one one dude hanging off a cliff, one dude that's asleep, and there's two <laughs> two of these scrappers that are dragging Effigy's body towards the edge of this cliff. So I'm going to move up on these two scrappers that are still kind of on this cliff, and they both haven't taken any hits yet, so I'm just going to pick one at random. Uh, let's go for this one with the red hair. I can see. Yep. Can I grapple them? You can try, motherfucker. <laughs> I would like to attempt to uh, put this person into a bear hug. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. we'll roll a contested strength check. I have advantages. I'm raging. Okay, and she oh. can use uh, dexterity because she's the grapply. I got a net twenty. Oh fuck. Okay, well let me let me see. Let me see. Uh, Eleven which is not as good as a nat 20. Okay, so you fucking wrap her in your slinky arms. Great, yeah. So I'm going to pick her up off the ground, and then I'm going to run the last 10 feet and jump off this cliff. What? What? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know what you get. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, oh, my and then God. When, I, when I get about 20 feet down off the edge of this cliff, I'm going to look her in the eyes and say, bye. <laughs> and I'm going to quick step back up to the edge of this cliff and land oh, right beside Effigy. That's oh beautiful. My God, my. Oh, I love it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Holy absolute fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so good. Yeah, so like as I'm falling with this scrapper in my hands, I think you just see Crater go from his titanium silver color starts to glow red and then as he gets hotter and hotter he starts to glow white and then he just kind of dissolves midair leaving the scrapper continue falling as he like disappears and he reappears back on the ledge goes pixely and then you see him start to form this white shadowy outline and then it goes red and then he's back to his gray metal color (laughs) um anything else on your turn no i'm good thanks Wow, I I honestly, I forgot you had that. And I was like, are you seriously going to like fucking sacrifice yourself for this one like weenie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, oh, incredible. Wow. Okay. So tasty. When I appear back up on the cliff, this last scrapper that's still a lab up here takes two points of damage. Oh, <laughs> it's it's fire yeah. damage I'm so hot. Yeah, that makes sense because yeah. you're super heated. Ow. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Celestine, you're up. Okay. So just so I'm clear, we've got... Three scrappers left, one hanging off a cliff, one is asleep, and the other one is is the other one holding um, effigy? Yeah, yeah. They look like they want to make a run for it. I see. Question, DMs. Yeah. We've established that androids aren't humanoids for the purposes of spells. Yes. Are they manufactured objects? <laughs> oh. They're sentient beings. <laughs> Depends what, why. <laughs> sentient uh, constructs, I should, I should say. I'll be more specific. What part of effigy is this scrapper holding? It seemed like they were interested in the leg. Are they holding the leg? They look like they're carrying her to to go somewhere. Basically, like they're not they're not grabbing any piece of her specifically. They're kind of like grabbing her around her midsection to just 
take her. Will you let me cast heat metal on her? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, from where I'm at, I will cast uh, heat metal on effigy. Uh, so um, immediately this, uh, this scrapper is going to take 2d8 um, fire damage. There is no saving throw for this. Okay. Fuck. Uh, that's seven damage. Okay. They must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop effigy. Okay. 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 Fuck. All right, all right, all right. Constitution, right? Yep. Okay, I have a plus one. What do I have to beat? Uh, 14. I'm really good at rolling, so. <laughs> this is my uh, fourth natural one. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes. Oh, yes. Put that android down. Wow. Oh, okay. This fucking scrapper yelps as they drop effigy and she just kind of like crumples onto the ground again. And you can see that her her body is now kind of raiding a little bit of like red, white hot. <laughs> um, and he's uh, shaking his hand off like, you know, like he touched the burner on the oven. Uh, damn. <laughs> and uh, uh, she will stay that way for a minute until, or until I lose concentration. <gasps> oh, my, oh God. my God. Between her and Crater standing next to her, that area is like the you can see the grass around them starting to singe <laughs> uh, anything else on your turn as a bonus action um celestine uh will tap his little uh disc belt buckle and the chariot constellation shoots out the wild shapes into his chariot form and uses uh that to grab his constellation light gun and take a shot at uh i'll say the scrapper next to crater the one that i heat metaled Got it. Uh, near. Uh, so, yeah, get to attack. Dead. 24 to hit. 24 hits. And that is eight radiant damage. Still up, but he, he's looking pretty fricked up. Good. All right. Yeah, um, I'm so fricked up. <laughs> I'll move a little bit along the gangplank, but not so much that I have to make the jump yet. Sweet. Okay, so the one who jumped on the vehicle, a uh, scrapper type who's hanging from the edge of the of the cliff, um, I'm going to make him do an athletics check to try to climb back up. And I'm going to set the DC at a 10. And here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> if he rolls a five or lower, he's just going to drop. Sick. <laughs> God, I rolled a fucking nine. Okay. Well, he doesn't drop and he doesn't quite get up, but he will uh, reach down with his sword and attack at disadvantage towards Linger because Linger, you're just the closest one yeah. to who he can attack. So here come two sword attacks. Oh, I did get a nat 20 on one, and then <laughs> my other hit was a 16 to hit. That one does not hit. Okay, awesome. 16 does not hit Linger? Oh, wow. <laughs> Linger's freaking nimble, dude. Ooh, the nat 20 is going to do 14. Weren't you attacking at disadvantage? Oh, I did attack at disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> you little... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did <laughs> I did still roll a 17. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, okay, that didn't Oh, that didn't feel good. Um still of y'all. Um so it's no no 17 to hit. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's seven damage. <laughs> and uh, I think he's going to try his little special effect here. So what you all see, actually, you can't really see because he's like hanging off the side of the cliff, but you do see a momentary glow around him as he points the sword kind of upward and just kind of aims it at Linger. Um, Linger, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I got a 10. Okay, you do fail. So Linger, you're going to take six lightning damage mm -hmm. as lightning just dances between 
the upheld sword and uh, to, to your body. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> um, all right, so that's this uh, this guy's turn. Um, the next, okay, <laughs> it would be this guy's turn, but he's asleep, so I don't think anything happens. And then the last scrapper's turn, who's next to effigy, just puts hands up to his mouth and does a, one of those big whistles, and then uh, is going to attack Crater, who's standing next to him. You haven't done any reckless attacks or any bullshit like that, have you? No, you haven't. No, I haven't. Okay, so just regular rolls. Here they come. Okay, that's 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And the second one is a 22 to hit. That one doesn't, surprisingly. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So those first two hit do 10 damage total. Uh, What kind? Slashing damage, so five that you take. And then this guy's also going to try to lightning stab you, so I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Nine. Okay. You take seven lightning damage. Hmm. Fire damage? Uh, lightning damage. <laughs> you can't change every damage into fire damage. Fire damage? Oh, please? Oh, my lord. All right. Uh, yeah, that's that's his whole turn, and that's going to bring us to Riot. Okay, I'm going to run up behind this fucko and smack him with my short sword. Sick. Uh, the one who's hanging or the one who's by effigy? The one who's by effigy. Sweet. All right, so that's a 17 to hit. 17 hits. Okay, so that is going to be with a sneak attack. So this is going to be 3d6, basically. And that's 13 damage. Riot, mm-hmm. how would you like to... Oh, I should have thought of something beforehand. How <laughs> would you like to s- send this g- guy in over a waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Jesus. laughs> Sorry. All right, so this guy's all up in Crater's business. I kind of want to just run right up behind him and stick my short my short sword into the top back of his head and just kind of crank down oh. and use it oh. to drag him to the ground. And I wipe it off oh. on my thigh. Wow. Um, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. It's good. Um, anything else on your turn? I am going to go over to linger for support. Okay. Awesome. So, as this happens, Riot, and you just absolutely decimate this <laughs> this person, um, and it's like, it looks frickin' wicked, and then you just kind of move a little bit back to be next to Linger, you all sort of hear the sound again, the sound of the vehicle uh, reappearing over the cliff, but this time it's a second one. And you see a few more people in it, uh, a bunch more people looking pretty strung out, but Riot, there's an individual in here that catches your eye. As this individual hangs out the side of the owl, the vehicle, and he's just kind of like hanging on with one arm, just looking cool out the side of a flying vehicle, he drops down not far from Crater and Effigy, and uh, he speaks to you. Riot, you know, I thought you were above all of this, my pet, but uh, looks like you took a break from Pip long enough to join us out here. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Never thought I'd see you again.
Hello, it's Jay, one of your DMs. Thank you so much for listening. One of our NPCs in this episode uses the mechanics found in the combat wheelchair document created by Sarah Thompson. Please go check it out. Follow Sarah at Mustangs Art on Twitter. Check out their Patreon, coffee, and everything they've done. And of course, the combat wheelchair, its upgrades, subclasses, and all related content is property and copyright of Sarah Thompson, aka Mustangs Art. You can find links in our episode description. Please check them out. And thank you again for listening.